1: Well, hello, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today, which is March 31st, 2016. We're going to have a great show for you. We're going to be talking about Alzheimer's disease, you know, the um, aspects of living with it or taking care of someone that has it, how to manage it the best way that, that we know. Our special guest is Nancy Nelson. And she was um, diagnosed in 2013 with Alzheimer's. She initially reacted by getting all her affairs in order at that time. And then she decided to write a book. And we're going to be talking about her book as well as the disease itself, the challenges that, that she has with it. And hopefully these things can help others out there. So let's bring Nancy, onto our show now. Hello, Nancy. Hi, Denise. Thank you for having me on your show. It's wonderful that you're joining us today. I'd like to start my show up by asking my my guest, how did you get on the path that you're on? Now, obviously, we're talking about Alzheimer's and that you were diagnosed with, and it's something you never probably ever imagined that you would end up with. But professionally, what did you do prior to that? Prior,
2: um, I worked 30 years in the airline industry, and I worked most of my time on the ground. In a very short period of time, uh, in the in the skies as a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. And after that, I had some various jobs and ended up with AFLAC. So, with oh, selling supplemental insurance.
1: Oh, I'll be darn! I love those commercials.
2: <laughs> they are funny, aren't
1: they? Yes. I don't think there's anybody that doesn't know those commercials with, <laughs> That's with, right. with the crazy geese.
2: Well, let me just say that before it, one of those in-between jobs was a while I worked with um, a mortuary here in town. And um, I was uh, telling people about underground real estate and You know, and death and dying, which isn't, you know, isn't a fun subject. So I went from that to walking into a room and saying, I'm with, and, you know, everybody
1: laughs. laughs. So it was quite a change. It makes me laugh now, too.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it does.
1: Well, let's get into um, your actual diagnosis. What happened that led you to that?
2: Well, you know, uh, my father had been diagnosed and passed in 2002. Although, um, even even having that in my past, um, I saw signs of it, but it was never signs enough that I paid any attention to it, Denise. It was a crazy. As I look back on it, crazy, crazy, crazy. I, um, you know, I would... I, one time with a couple of other girlfriends, I took a Spanish class, and I could never get the Spanish words out of my head through my mouth to speak them. And I thought, how strange, but it never was strange enough that I did anything about it. And huh. then as years as years went by, I, I would notice things um, that, you know, I was being forgetful, I was unable to find places that I've lived in town in Las Vegas for 50 years, so I was pretty familiar with the surroundings. And I couldn't get from point A to point B. I couldn't find one hotel on the strip against another hotel. It was the craziest thing. And yet, it still didn't key into me until uh, I took a trip across country, and we drove uh, 3,000 miles across country, with a girlfriend of mine with a, in a little Miata uh, sports car with the top down, the radio blaring. And when that wasn't happen, happening, we were gifted when we stopped along the way with a friend who gave us a book called Still Alice. And so when it was quiet, I would read as we were driving to Callista, my friend, and we finished the whole book. So I knew by the end of that trip that I had so many things going on that I really did need to look and find out and get some answers. And so it was that trip that preceded
1: my going to the doctor. Now, that's interesting. You you had some quiet time, and that's when you realized it.
2: Yes. You know, we move so fast, don't we?
1: Mm -hmm. I mean,
2: we just Mm -hmm. rush through life. And it Mm -hmm. takes something like a diagnosis or some huge something that makes us realize something that we've heard all of our life, that we need to take time to stop and smell the roses.
1: Now, have you um, since learned that there's a genetic component to Alzheimer's? They say there is. Uh, Some things say only
2: 5%, but it's a pretty good indication. Um, You know, everything is so iffy with Alzheimer's. Um, They really can't, they say, it is said, that, you know, they don't really know until they do an autopsy on your brain, whether you have Alzheimer's or not, even though you are diagnosed with it. Hmm. Um, It's a process of elimination. You know, there is no real test that, that, you know, profoundly says yes or profoundly says no. Um, Most of the tests say maybe or probably. But nothing is, is sure fit. And nothing is exact because we're all so different. And it's 5.4 million people in the United States have been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Mm. By 2025, and I assume... I'm sorry, uh-huh. by 2025, it'll be up to over 7 million. And by 50, it'll be up past 14 million unless we do something. And what is that? Well, who knows? Uh, You know, one Mm -hmm. of the things that has happened to me is I have been involved with the Alzheimer's Association since getting the diagnosis. Well, even before, a girlfriend of mine's father was going through it, and she said, will you come support me and go to the Alzheimer's Caregivers Group? And I said, absolutely, because I want to learn about this. Without, I was really thinking of my father, who I carry on my shoulder, but I because they didn't talk about it back then, and so um, I wanted, I wanted to know. And it was during my time of going to that caregiver support group that I was diagnosed with it. What are the chances?
1: Oh, gee. Uh, well, no, I know. Your your book is is called Blue River Apple. Where yes. did you come up with that title? Well, when you go to the doctor's office, you go to a neurologist's office. I first went to
2: a primary care who gave me a heads-up, and then I went to a neurologist who gave me a heads-up. And it was in the neurologist's office that they do um, either five or, or three words, and they you know they talk about it when you first walk in to the little office in the back, and uh-huh. then they ask you many questions, and... 20 minutes later, they ask you if you can remember those words.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: um, I was not able to, you know, glibly uh, tell what the words were. And so uh, once I got the diagnosis, um, my daughter and I, you know, when people – hear that, that they have something or fear that they have something it's a whole different ball game when you actually go in and the doctor looks at you and says you have it mhm mhm so um, we were surprised even though that's what we went in there for and i was you know doing things that uh, were far-reaching and, and kind of crazy forgetting names places, things. I could be with someone one day and not remember who they were the next. I mean, I was just doing all kinds of things. So, so it shouldn't have been quite as profound as it was, but we walked out of the doctor's office and we just hugged and cried. And it was during that first week after I'd had the diagnosis that I began just waking up between 3 and 5 a.m. in the morning, just wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, and ready to write poetry. It was, I was possessed. It was the craziest thing. Interesting. And the culmination of those poems um, is what is this, the book is the first seven months after diagnosis. And the reason that I did the book was because, because I really want people to understand from the inside out. We hear what other people say about the disease and what we learn about and read about the disease. But when you actually talk to somebody that's walking through it, I'll that, it's even you know early stages for me, if if at all, I mean you know I don't take the diagnosis and and run with it. I don't want to be I don't want to say I have Alzheimer's disease. I say I've been diagnosed with it. I think we need to have some hope out there. So I have a lot of hope. Um, and so where was I going with that thought? Um, so well, when, you're talking about just, how
1: you were you were journaling and um yes, that's how your okay. book came about.
2: Right. So so the journaling just happened every single day, every single morning and and the words were just flowing from me and I just mm-hmm. you know I I never read poetry, so I certainly never wrote poetry before. So it was just an uh, I just was directed by a higher blessing. And so mm-hmm. If my words can help people, the caregivers that take care of their family members, they didn't ask for the job, but they got it, mm-hmm. if I can help people in early stages to kind of understand and, and maybe discern what's going on, um, just to make that hole that seems to be between the caregiver and those that need care, taking care of, um, if we can all understand better and communicate and talk through it as long as we can, Mm-hmm. then then it's not it's
1: not going to be such a dark black hole well well um we'll hear some of your poems uh, towards the end of our of our interview. I think that would be would be really nice okay when When you were first diagnosed, what things did you have to do to change your life or your lifestyle?
2: I went from from the two doctors that I had seen to an alternative doctor, who I listened to, and um, changed my diet, changed supplements that I was taking. Um, I slather myself in coconut oil. I take spoonfuls of coconut oil. I use it as cooking in cooking for cooking oil. Um, I I take a lot of. Uh, I I sip a lot of things that maybe I wouldn't have sipped before and um, exercise I've started yoga since the diagnosis and that has helped a lot Uh, I I just I'm, I'm a different I don't know if people would think I'm different I feel like I've done a lot of things
1: differently since the diagnosis Can you think of any other supplements besides the coconut oil um, that you've supplemented your diet with. Well, that would be I useful? hate. To,
2: I really hate to mention Annie because you know what I have found in that process is I have many friends who have many good intentions and they 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 try something or see something or read something mm-hmm. and say, oh my gosh, you've got to take this. And sure. so I started started doing that. And then what I found was, oh my gosh, I'm taking all of this stuff. Not only is it expensive, you know, mm-hmm. when you're doing mm-hmm. that, but you also you don't really know what works. You don't really know um, what it's doing inside and if it works or it doesn't work. So I stick with some things that um, I've been told about and that I think probably work. I was using essential oils for a while. Um, I believe in them. Um, I, I was... Uh, there are other... Uh, I need bone supplements because of an osteoporosis issue. But I, I so I, I take, take them and I feel like they're doing good along with the exercise and the okay. yoga and the walking and all that. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's a process. You have to become, this is the important thing, I think. You have to become a partner in your own health. You cannot mm-hmm. allow someone to tell you what you have and then take, Simply take the medications that they recommend and think that you're going to get well.
1: Sure. You can't do that. So I've not done that. That's good. That's really good. Hmm. Well, you said that you um, had, um, or perhaps you still do volunteer, um, oh, I do at the at the involved. Las Vegas local local um, Desert Southwest yes. chapter of the Alzheimer's yes. Association. Fine. What do you do?
2: Well, I volunteer, to, and I was asked to be on the leadership committee of the Desert Southwest chapter, mm-hmm. and and that's here in Las Vegas for Southern Nevada, and it is. Um, the, the Walk to End Alzheimer's, there is a Wine to Remember, which is a silent auction uh, for fundraisers. So there's fundraisers and and uh, yesterday we were so fortunate to, to go to a company here in Las Vegas, Affinity Gaming, who uh, is the largest donor to the Alzheimer's Association local chapter here. And mm-hmm. in the year in this year, they will donate a hundred thousand dollars to the alzheimer's Association. so oh, that's really you know, nice. wow, very, very, very nice that's wonderful. I'd like to see more more participation because the the problem here is is that we have no cure, and we have no medications that you know help it and so we do take the medications are offered, and many people take. The best that we have, but mm-hmm. uh, we're we're a far cry. You know, remember fifty years ago when cancer was called the big C and no one wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alzheimer's disease, under the umbrella of dementia, and under which there's many many uh, uh, kinds of dementia, uh, is. Oh, I lost my train of thought again. You see?
1: Um, <laughs> You're doing really
2: well. <laughs> so I just <laughs> really wanted to give well. you an example. Um, mm-hmm. so under that umbrella there's there's many dementias and and every one of them is a different is different stage. and requires different but have, different
1: collections. Different yes, you, have have er, you have your early stage, your middle stage, your late stage people, right. Basically. right. And you right. don't and you don't know how long a period of time you, someone's in an early stage, when they end up in the middle and then the late. There's no way of knowing, sure. no, because everybody's different.
2: Everybody's mm-hmm. taking different things. Everybody's reading mm-hmm. different. Everybody has a cure right now, and mm-hmm. all that's good. But you know, as we talked about, uh, that no one talked about it in the you know 50 years ago. Um, the way that that the Cancer uh, Society has gone on and and gotten people to look at it and to donated funds. It's simply about getting out there and talking about it. So I'm also mm-hmm. part of the 2015 National Early Stage Alzheimer's Group, and we talk n- nationally to different companies. And it's really about telling our personal story, Denise. Mm-hmm. Telling mm-hmm. them the feelings and how we get along and um, hoping that they they can they can identify for most everybody knows someone that knows someone that ha, that mm-hmm. is having a memory issue, and that they become aware. Early detection is so important. The Alzheimer's Association has so many wonderful programs, community programs that are free to people. All they have to do is pick up a phone and call. And let me give you that national number. If Great. I may. Yes. Yes. One eight
1: hundred
2: three two six zero zero one three the the National Alzheimer's Association they will direct you wherever you need to go once again one eight hundred three two six zero zero one three you also can go on Alzheimer's a but just go ALZ.org, ALZ. alz dot org ALZ.org, dot okay. o r g. And go That's online. Good. There is so much information, the 10 warning mm-hmm. signs and how you work through them and who you would, might contact in your area. Please feel like the Alzheimer's Association is a friend of yours because they really well, are. Well, they,
1: yeah, and they they have um, a lot of support there. They have message boards for caregivers and families. And face-to-face Absolutely. support groups and they have educational sessions and... Right. Um yeah, you it's can, wonderful. Medic alert and safety safety services that you can employ. And right. It's clinical trials. Right. So it is. It's a, it's a tremendous uh group and um it's really great that you're spending your time there. So you have any um ALZ fundraisers coming up anytime soon that uh, our
0: well, listeners may a, well, want here, to get involved well, in. you,
2: Yeah, it, you get involved wherever you are and, and there's different timings for everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so to give a date out there might not be the date of, of your audience. Um, but every few months there is something and you can donate your time, volunteer your time because the Alzheimer's Association always needs people that can do that. The trial match program is you can get involved um, in medical trials or you can get involved in some that don't require the medical part. Mm-hmm. And, just mm-hmm. simply, and that, that is something that we all can do that doesn't take mm-hmm. very much away from us. So uh, there's just many avenues that are open to people. I think to be aware, I think that they say it is said that there are so many people that have not been diagnosed that actually are walking around with Alzheimer's. It, it is very, very scary as the statistics go up and there's mm-hmm. still uh, no cure. Mm. So uh,
1: yeah, we really have to really do something sad.
2: about that. And that's yes, why, we that's do. That's why I'm talking.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm talking. Well, I, um, I have an
2: interest, but I also have... You know, I have found joy in this journey, and I'm almost uh, embarrassed to say that. I think that when you help others, there is a light that comes on within a person that just makes the journey that they're walking not as foreboding.
1: Mm-hmm. And I would think well, that's very true. Myself. Very yeah, true. I, I, very I completely agree with you on that. Why don't you read us um, a poem or two from your book?
2: Okay, let me uh, tell a little story. And the story is that when I when I was diagnosed, I sat on it for a while and didn't do anything with it. Um, I wrote my poems and, you know, just kept very quiet about it. And one day I said to myself, you need to be, you need to be, Uh, out front with this because so many people are talking about it and so many people are working through it. So, um, here's a little something that poem that is called Time is Shorter Than Usual. It's sad knowing there is a lack of distance, family fractured in discord, devastatingly silly. It is time is shorter than usual. Not an elastic band, able to stretch on and on, but a screen with an end. What to do in this knowledge? Shut up, sit down, stand aside as a vessel without a sea. No, called my door from within. Don't close. I am here. I have so much to do. Family peace, harmony, love. Apparently, I didn't do it well. the most important of all things. A family bond that binds in times of storm and calm, gathered together, not apart. I didn't do that well. Courageously, I stand out, but mightily I must. Oh, no, I'm not done. In complete deep love, one blink means yes, two blink means no. Help me to remember, time is shorter than usual. I have another one. Um it's called Warrior. Sure. I Warrior at Night in the middle of the night. I woke up mm-hmm. and this poem came to me. Silence. Darkness reigns. Garage door grind shut. Did I forget to close it? It's okay. I lay awake. Fear resurfaces. Inner tunnels of my mind. Did I leave our house unprotected? sleep night passes do i ask or lay silent warrior or coward eyes closed i snuggle in no decision is a decision wrong choice warrior prepared to do better caught in between did i or didn't i please help me remember go ahead Mm. take a chance ask son did i forget to close the garage door (laughs) No, Mom, I came in late. Remember, (laughs) warrior, always ask. Stand tall, straight, and accountable again. My shoulders square, my jaw relaxes, my heart sings. I am who I want to be. I am warrior.
1: Ah, I love that one. That's a beautiful poem.
2: Thank you.
1: where they can buy your book I mean, where's the best
2: place is that what you asked me
1: yes uh,
2: i can buy my book uh, you can buy my book i can buy that book too um <laughs> you can buy my book at uh from my website and then i will well, send you uh my one of my daughters makes the bookmarks and purple uh, ribbons and I can sign it for you if you just go to blueriverapple.com on my website. I'd be happy to do it that way or through any of the uh, bookstores. Um, you can order it.
1: Oh, that's great. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Nancy. Uh, listeners, again, the, the name of her book is Blue River Apple, and it can be purchased. At www.blueriverapple.com, and we highly highly encourage you to either join or or look into the Alzheimer's Association, and their website is alz.org. Thanks again, Nancy. Thanks, Thanks for having me. you on Very our show. Nice. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
2: Bye-bye.
1: All right, listeners, that concludes our show for today. Please tune in again next Thursday at 4 p.m. for another great show. Bye-bye.
0: We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have. And follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at KnowledgeWorksPub.com. Be sure to visit GotCancerNowWhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What?
1: Entire contents of this radio show are based upon guest. It's not intended to replace a one-on-one relationship with a qualified healthcare professional, and it's not medical advice. It's intended as a sharing of knowledge and information within our community. We encourage you to make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with a qualified healthcare professional. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration.